there was a follow-up to that voicemail that I won't play. I'll summarize for you, where Aaron called back and said, I just left the voicemail. I should clarify, my boyfriend's a dentist. <laughs> I definitely, definitely was like, hang on. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this kind of... I still feel I, I like there's got to be a conflict of interest here or something. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. We're on the tollway to go to Arsino, only a few weeks away. Rev up those engines with this week's Pokalore Pokemon. What do a monkey, turtle, and penguin have in common? Well, if you say no, you say no. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 267. Uh, what an absurd number. <laughs> it's January 24th, a Wednesday evening, because uh, we had to push it back a day. Well, we didn't have to, but Kyle was nice enough so I could go do a thing. Um, but I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by the aforementioned uh, co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing this week? Uh, I'm, I'm alive. You're alive? You've been having a week, man? I've, 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 had, I've had a week. Oh, jeez. I can't wait to get to goals. Oh, couch. Okay. Uh, I hope it's not nothing. Um, I hope we have something to celebrate. That'd be cool. But if not, you know, sometimes that's how it goes. Uh, but yeah, this past week, what did we have? We had uh, Porygon Community Day Classic. We've also had that Go Battle Day um, or Go Battle Week event, too, when Annihilate came out. Uh, that's in retrospect. So. That's important to keep in mind. We have the, the Team Rocket thing ahead of us, right? Yep, yeah, that is, we uh, do. Friday. That's right. That's right. So that'll be this weekend. That's cool. I like kind of forgot where we were because we're starting to get news uh, articles and stuff about things that are that are much further in the future than we're used to for the clip we had, like at the back half of last year. Yep. Um, <laughs> so it's so strange to like remember where we're at. Um, but before we get to goals really quick, there's one thing I wanted to to note, and there was no like update or anything about it did you notice the ui changes in in go in the menus like the today view and stuff like that if you haven't i, I, I noticed you. the stack is small now yeah the stack is That's smaller I've noticed uh, so far um and if you click on or tap on some of those things it pulls up like a nice like condensed view of some like events that are happening now what's coming up and stuff like that um they did a good job uh, it looks really condensed. I have a couple of complaints. Some of those text boxes in my regular research tab, my special research tab, rather, um, are still large for no reason. Like the the seasonal one is like there's room for four times as much text in white space as there is text currently in there. It's mega bizarre. And we still can't collapse that Go oh, Battle League research. I see. Okay. I see what you're talking about, about the yeah. opening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's kind of yeah. nice. It's refreshing at the very yeah, least. This, this is okay. Yeah. The, the events view is, it's kind of still a mess, but that's okay. But it's less of a mess. It is. It's much less of a mess. Yes. Yeah. I'll, t I'll take it, Kyle. Yeah. I will take it. 
Okay. Anyway, uh, let's get to our goals then after we just kind of figured out where we were in, in the Pokemon Go timeline. Uh, so we did have Borgon Community uh, Day Classic. So our shiny goals are included here, except Kyle's because he wasn't going to participate. Uh, so good thing because I would not have anyways. <laughs> okay, good deal. Then uh, let's take a look at what you did set for goals. Your first one was catch up on the timeless travel research. Are you caught up on that one? No, no, I'm not. Okay, how what are you doing right now with that? I don't even really um, remember what's in that. I, I'm on step six, which is I think fifth. It's like the fifteen. Hang on, I have to get that out of the way. Yeah, I'm on step six, which is the ten field research, buddy hearts and power up, which mm. I got there like yesterday, the day before, and I gotcha. Had, I'm at like seven out of ten research, but that's fair uh, enough. Let's be let's be real as we continue. I did not open Pokemon Go from Thursday night till Monday morning. Is oh, the longest geez. I've like never opened Go before because of stuff going on. So, okay, that, all right, that that <laughs> explains some things there. We will adjust our expectations accordingly. Um, so okay, there. What about buddy progress? Did you bring out a buddy? No, I mean I did, but not enough that I would consider it progress. No. Did you send some gifts? I did, not yes. as much as I wanted to, but enough that I will consider it progress. Okay, it, I did it every time I opened the app. <laughs> 100 percent uh, occurrence rate for when it did happen uh good for you okay good 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 uh so one out of three but no fault of your own sounds like you had your hands full elsewhere so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right uh for myself i wanted to catch 20 shiny porygon uh qu quick story i uh it was porygon community classic and i felt called to not participate and then uh, an hour into the event, I was like, you know what? I did set a shiny goal. I should go out and at least try. And it took me an hour to get 24 shinies. It was the most ridiculous shiny wow, rate I've ever had. And I was man, very, you just very thankful think for about, it. Think about, I, I always get pulled back when we talk about shinies for community days now because it, it's not as important of a factor for me, depending yeah. on the mon. I think back to Squirtle community day. Because that was the first one we did where we were like, all right, I want to get shinies. And we're like six. And we yeah. like just did six. And it's not like we weren't catching that much. Like we played. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a wild thing. I was like, yeah, I got 20 this week. Like, what? <laughs> 24 what? in an hour. Yeah. Kyle. I, Disgusting. I, opened, I did open, I opened the app at like five o'clock or like 4.50 and there was like, 10 Porygon at home, and I'm like, all right, that was the day. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Except no, not no, whoops, I mean, I was like, you didn't all right, plan I was gonna do that anyways. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a bizarre one, but it was catch experience. So for some people, it was exciting because you know you're not gonna look at a, a, a gift horse in the mouth, right? Like if you need experience, even if you don't care about Porygon, you're still gonna go out and try to do those catches. Uh so there was that. Um 250,000 Stardust, I certainly did. Uh, one, sorry, not one shiny. That's the next one. 50 eggs. I hatched 49. <laughs> oh no. So close, but no cigar. Unfortunately, uh, one shiny besides I got a few, actually, I caught one right before the show that I'm, I'm really happy about, uh, because it's technically an event shiny, but let me tell you about the ones prior to that. I had a shiny, uh, cottony from the wild level one we love that i hatched a shiny magby oh <laughs> well I, I i'm happy about that and then today in the wild i caught a shiny sock 
That's great. It's That's really fantastic. Good. I it's still good don't have us. one of those. I didn't get one when we went to Go Fest. We went to Indianapolis and Go Fest. In, yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. So I'll keep my eyes peeled. If I can pull another uh, one, Kyle, I'll name him Kyle so I don't there's forget. Only, there's only four hours left in the event, Chris. Uh, uh, plus, plus, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so one shine besides. Yep. And then gifting. I have been on a tear with yeah. gifting. Um, only when people remind me that they exist, except for a few people that I have gone on my way to tag. So if I am not <laughs> sending you gifts and you'd like to send me gifts, the way to do that is to remind me that I need to send you gifts uh, because otherwise I, I will forget. I uh, wish that I could easily sort my list by not best buddy. Just without having to use the search bar, just one of the regular organizations. Yeah. I mean, you could do by friendship level and then flip it so it's lowest to highest. Yeah, but then I don't get to go. Like, I will, I'll never make it to Sarah Amanda when I'm opening gifts because Sarah yeah. Amanda is, you know, halfway to best friend from sure. Ultra. I'll, sure. I'll wind up all at the low level. Friend. It's just, I have it sorted by alphabetical and then by, well, I have it sorted by gifts uh, waiting to open, but I have so many gifts waiting to open from best friends. And I'm like, no, not happening. Sorry. <laughs> there's a couple. There's a handful of best friends that I will open, but very, very rarely. Um, I only do it if they're not lucky. And then once you're lucky, you just sit dormant. I have, no, I don't have any lucky friends. What? I, I have, I have, wait, I have three lucky friends, but I will never see them. Who, who, are, who are they? Are they just, are they literally just people from other countries that you like never see? Um, I actually don't know who two of them are anymore but i think oh, one no. of them i added <laughs> well hang on let's see where their gift is from that might give me a hint yeah uh yeah okay so this guy is from sweden i don't i don't remember where he, who he is at all gosh gosh and then someone else is a friend of mine from another game that i knew and uh i'll never see them because summoner's war yeah it was yeah from I, summoner's war to put money both played so to put money um yeah i have several go cast people that are best friends um zoe is a best friend again so maybe we could pull another honda that'd be sick and then yeah a, a selection of people i will also never see so yeah whatever hey man i'm gonna keep on keeping on it seems to be uh pe people appreciate our gifts kyle <laughs> yeah see see here's the, here's the thing though this is this is a funny comment about gifting i wanted to share because i've i've thought about it now as i've opened more I used to see someone save my postcard, you know, go back maybe 18 months. And I'm like, oh, they saved my postcard. That's nice. And now I'm like, they just need a scatter bug, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And I'm oh. like, it's, it's, it's no oh. longer special anymore. I like it I might had... be special for them to save it. But like I sent them a Starbucks. <laughs> post, I sent them a Starbucks postcard. I know they're not saving that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A Starbucks from the Chicagoland area. <laughs> Let me save that bad One boy. One of uh, 1900 in the in the Chicagoland area. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, I never had any such illusions other than people were pinning them so they could get scatterbugs. Because I certainly didn't gift before that very much. So No, but there was there was times. I sent out, like, gifts from GoFest and stuff and special sure. stops before sure. scatterbugs existed. So, yeah, I mean, there are people that collect like the like uh, gifts from the regionals and stuff like that postcards yeah. from events. Um, and so, you know, that's cool. Sometimes they, they do like a little shout out in um, the, the server. I think Trip's done that before Triptando um, and we've sent him stuff from things. So, yeah, it's cool, cool, cool stuff. Anyway, um, 
Wow, this is the longest we've we've dallied before getting into the news. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Yo, what up? It's the news. Uh, all right, we got one piece of news, and it is interesting to talk about for sure. Uh, it is the road to Sinnoh. Trainers, it's time for a Sinnoh celebration before Pokemon Go Tour Sinnoh Global kicks off for trainers around the world. Jump into some Sinnoh-inspired fun during the Road to Sinnoh event. What I love about this opening phrase is that you could simplify it down to trainers, it's time for a Sinnoh celebration before the other Sinnoh celebration. <laughs> weird, weird stuff. I mean, like I, I, we've had we've had the the road to you know, Johto and, and Hoenn and stuff. We had we had similar ramp-up events. Not quite like this one, and we'll get to those differences soon enough. But we have had ramp-up events. Um, just weird phrasing, I suppose. Uh, when is this going to be? It'll be Monday, February 19th at 10 a.m. to Friday, February 23rd at 10 p.m. local time. That is that week in between the L.A. tour and uh, the global tour. First and foremost, and we do mean... First and foremost, paid tickets <laughs> coming out strong. Enhance your journey to Sinnoh with new event tickets. Enjoy additional bonuses, event themed timed research and new avatar items. Perfect for trainers who want to make the most of this Sinnoh celebration. Trainers taking part in Pokemon Go Tour Sinnoh Global on February 24th and 25th can take advantage of these ticket bonuses throughout the event weekend. Plus, don't forget that you can gift these to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these tickets will be available for purchase from Monday, February 19th to 10 a.m. Uh, sorry, at 10 a.m. to Sunday, February 25th at 6 p.m. local time. If, you're, if you've waited too long to purchase this, don't. Uh, if you get it ahead of time and you can, then that's fine. Um, you can You can judge if this is going to be worth it for you or not. Let's get into some of the details. There are two tickets. The first one is called Road to Sinnoh Raids. It's essentially the, a raid lever for the week. Uh, for $5 US or the equivalent price in tier in your local currency, you'll gain access to event-exclusive timed research and other raid-themed bonuses. Uh, those rewards from the special research will include 10 Dialga and 10 Palkia candy, 5 Heatran, 5 Giratina, 5 Cresselia, and 5 Darkrai candy XL, which is actually pretty slick. An Eevee fan mask. Um, plus enjoy the following bonuses, additional 5,000 XP from completing raids, one additional candy award, uh, for catching Pokemon in raids and two additional raid passes from spinning photo discs at gyms every day. So it's like a muted version of raid lover that's spread throughout the week. So you can sort of like get the most out of it by just doing like a couple of raids each day is I think the idea here. Uh, do, do you have any thoughts on this before we move on to the second ticket or would we rather sort of cover both tickets and then talk about it? I want to talk about the whole event before I talk about tickets. Okay, cool. All right. So then the next ticket is Road to Sinnoh Hatch. It's the egg enthusiast one or whatever it is. Egg enthusiast, right? Yeah. Yeah. $5, same deal. And the uh, research, the rewards you will get. Uh, <laughs> it's actually just one. It's a Pikachu fan mask. And then you'll get the bonuses two times hatch uh, XP, two times hatch candy, and two times hatch stardust. Please note again uh, the lack of incubators included with this. So you are paying to pay more in order to get uh, more out of it, which, you know, for people like me, I budget for incubators. So that's fine. But if this isn't your normal play style and or you're not spending money on the game, uh, 
still a weird one. I feel like it, it suffers from the same problems that Enthusiast does in other scenarios. Yeah, but like yeah. Enthusiast, I feel like Enthusiast gives you value more. Just, oh, yeah. There's so yeah. little value here. There not that strange how there's something different about like, oh, I'm going to be at this event for like 10 hours playing. I don't mind getting this thing and then buying 30 incubators and working through them. And then you look at this and it's spread over a week and you're like, oh, the the expectation for me spending wise feels greater for some reason. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I, I can't I can't nail that down. Um, but there were some wild encounters. Don't worry. You don't have to pay for these. Uh, although I kind of wish I could pay to have different ones. <laughs> Wild encounters are Turtwig, Chimchar, Piplup, and if you're lucky, Trainers, Grottle, Monferno, and Prinplup. I really hope it's more than just those six. Uh, I'll be so upset if for a week, if it's a week of just the starters. If I open my app on Monday night, and my home spawns are seven Sinnoh starters, I will close the app for the rest of the week. <laughs> Uninstall it for a week. <laughs> until I have to, until I come down and play for Sinnoh Tour. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. It's, I, oh, I'm so mad. I'm yeah. so mad. Fair. 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 Um, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we have both agreed to plans, the same plans yeah. for, for Sinnoh Tour Global. That's going to be fun. All right. Cool. Uh, in Raids. The following Pokemon will appear in raids. The Pokemon appearing in five-star raids each day will also be featured in a raid hour from 6 to 7 p.m. local time that day. Uh, in one-star raids, you'll see Turtwig, Chimchar, and, P- and Piplup in case for some reason you, you are against catching them in the wild. <laughs> Three-star raids will feature, you guessed it, Grottle, Monferno, and Prinplup. And then five-star raids. There's a different one every single day of this event. On the 19th, it's Darkrai. On the 20th, it's Cresselia. On the 21st, it's the Lake Spirit Suite. So in APAC, you've got Uxie, the EMEA's got uh, Mesprit, and the Americas and Greenland have Azelf. It's the usual split. They're not rotating or anything. So your expectations should be exactly where they already were. <laughs> uh, February 22nd is going to be Heatran, and the 23rd will be Giratina Origin Form, a.k.a. Giratina O. In two kilometer eggs for this event, you can hatch Badoo, Chingling, Bonsly, Happiny, Munchlax, Riolu, and Mantike. All of those are shiny eligible uh, in case there was any question there. Event bonuses. These are free, so you get these regardless. Half egg hatch distance when eggs are placed into an incubator during the event period, um, which is which is interesting, but also explains why that is not a bonus in the hatch ticket. Um, so you can consider that a compounding bonus if you're trying to take this all into account, right? Uh, additionally, the remote raid pass limit, and this is the part that stands out to me the most, by the way, it's not the paid tickets. It's this, um, the remote raid pass limit will be increased to 10 from Monday, February 19th to Thursday, February 22nd. And then there will be no limit on remote raids from Friday, February 23rd to Sunday, February 25th. We'll make a big circle back on that one. Promise you that. Timed research will be available throughout the event. You can complete the research tasks to earn encounters with the following event-themed Pokemon. Heatran, Giratina O, Cresselia, and Darkrai. This, to me, is a, a big a big benefit about this event. This is actually sick. It kind of depends on how doable and what those tasks are. But if they're reasonable, 
getting four um, legendary encounters. Uh, actually, is Darkrai mythical or legendary? I don't remember. Um, Darkrai is mythical. Yeah. Anyway, these four encounters, high value for, for seemingly free. Um, so that could be great, again, depending on what the tasks are. There will be field research tasks as usual. Um, and they're saying that you'll get items to help prepare you for uh, Sinotor Global from these events. So balls, stardust, potions, something like that. I don't know. Um, and then here's the other diamond in the rough here. There are some there are some ups about this event for sure. New avatar items and stickers. And you probably think I'm crazy, but you just haven't seen what these look like yet. There's Giratina Helmet. Giratina wings and Giratina jacket. Kyle, don't they look sick? So we're going to continue, but uh, this will be the first time that I changed my outfit in like four years. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know what the rest of the outfit's going to be to make it not look stupid, but <laughs> I love it. They're so good. Wings, wings, customization. That's good. More yeah. of that. God. Yeah. Oh, These so wings cool. are sick. I was rocking the, those ho wings for a long yeah, time. Just, it's really hard to match those with like anything else. Yeah. At least true. the Giratina wings are like just like black and spiky. So they can probably fit with like leather jackets and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, there's also a diamond clan outfit, diamond clan boots and the same for the pearl clan outfit and boots and then a team galactic outfit. So they're really kind of going all out on avatar uh, items, which is which is sick. Uh, that's not a bad thing, honestly. The following new avatar item will be available for free in the in-game shop during this event. It will continue to be available after the event ends. Uh, a GoTour 2024 t-shirt. And then stickers will be available via regular methods from February 19th through the 25th. Okay, so what do we want to talk about first, Kyle? I'm going to throw it to you. Please feel free to pick a topic. We got a few here. Okay, I'm going to need a soapbox at some point, so we'll wait for that one. Okay. I want to talk about the positive. You do? Because it's going to be the shortest part. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, timed research for legendary encounters. One missile, yeah. whatever. Uh, awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Cresselia under 1500 is not easy for most people to get. Yeah. This is an opportunity for that to happen. So that's great. I think Giratino can get under 1500 if you get a lucky low roll in a trade it's one of the other ones also is a, a lucky low roll that's not as he trade but huh i think it's I, I don't remember i was reading about it but it's just escaped my mind either way that's cool like that a lot and like that's that's the only positive i have for the event is there anything else you have to say well the, the giratina set Oh, I yeah, the, the outfits are fantastic. They're yeah, cool. they're yeah. so good. I mean, and I and I do like the the return to babies in in egg pool. I'm happy it wasn't seven k's. I like two k eggs, and it'll be half hatched us in for the event. So they're in one k eggs in regular incubators. That's not too bad. Yeah, uh, I mean it's fitting for the for the generation for sure. But but it's, then there's the rest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's several things. Why don't you pick one? Because I'm gonna I have a soapbox for three of them okay i've got low-hanging fruit here the wild encounters if it's just the starters uh are unacceptable <laughs> i have a feeling we'll see some more in there i'm sure we'll see some seasonal spawns bleeding through and hopefully that's toned down a bit so that or sorry the seasonal spawns are toned up a bit uh so that we see it more even split and it's just 
saturated with starters instead of exclusively starters because I, I that's just not fun. I hate starters. I know people love starters. I hate <laughs> catching starters in this game. It's not fun. Oh, just because their catch rates are so yeah, high. it's bad, and they never adjust them unless it's like an actual event, like it's yeah. a go fast, a community day, something like that. These are going to be standard base catch rate starters because that's what they do for like rotational spawning. Yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. It, <laughs> I would like, agree. I even would agree. if it was enhanced, it's a bad pool. This is like a day event. If I had one day of only three starters and the three evolution spawning, I could decide if I want to play or not. That's fine. Not a big deal. Yeah. It's five days. I'm it's pretty convinced. I'm pretty convinced they're going to be other spawns. Okay. Well, fine. Ridiculous. You want some starlies in there? Like that? Is that really going to make <laughs> it feel any better? Yeah, man. Just a little I don't, bit. I mean, look, it's bad, but it's a lot worse reading it on paper than I think it is in. It will be yeah. in actuality, but still, yeah. it's hard to like. We're already going to have Sinnoh all weekend with all of the spawns rotating. I don't. Why do I need five more days? Yeah. Why do I need five more days? Yeah, that's fair. This is a long event for some of these things, for sure. Um, but now, now it's your turn. Uh, popcorn, Kyle. All right. I want to talk about the raids. Ooh, okay. I'm upset. I'm I'm like really upset because this all right. is all we get. We get 24 hours of two fairly sought after Pokemon, one set of regionals, and then one that's fairly PvP relevant. And one that's actually like really good since it's got its move. Heatran with Magma Storm is is really good. Yeah, that's true. And that's it. They're they're not happening over the weekend. Because we have Origin Form Dialga and Palkia on the weekend. So yeah. this is how they're giving us our Sinnoh Tour legendaries. I get that this generation has a lot of legendaries, but look, okay. I'm speaking minorly from being salty because I'm not going to be able to raid Giratino like very much at all, probably. Okay. You know, I'll probably, you know, five or six raids or whatever, but that's that's not what I want to do. <laughs> but it's like, where where is the accessibility here? This is not this is not what you want to see from the Sinnoh tour. Yeah, but but Kyle, yeah. you can you can raid uh more on that day, on those days. What are they what are the ones again? What are they? Uh increase to 10 during during the week. So you can do twice as many raids each day during that yep. week. That's the, yes, but I'm not going to. But that's the point though, is like what mm. Do we want to wrap the remote the bring the remote raids into this conversation now? Because like, I mean that's that's my big topic yeah. of conversation I'm, here. I'm just very frustrated because these are Pokemon that I would like to raid with friends during Sinnoh tour. I don't know why you there couldn't have been other options with yeah. rotating habitats, rotating gyms. Pick your path. I don't like anything. And it's very I don't I don't like it. I mean, I like the fact that they're making them available. I just don't like that over the weekend there aren't going to be like rotating hours of like yeah. legendaries where it's like, hey, Palkia and Dialga will be in raids all the time, but you also might see from this hour to this hour, Heatran, 
this hour yeah. and this hour, dark ride. And like, like, you know, we wouldn't like that because it would be chance of finding them and whatnot, but it would still be an option. It's still better. Yeah, it's a possibility. And like, this is, you know, we talked about it two, two months ago when we found out, like the start of December, I think is when we found out about Cinotour. Yeah. Uh, I was like, where's Giratina? This is Giratina. 24 hours of regular raids of Giratina where you want me to spend very large amounts of remote raid passes because that's the only way to reasonably do it. Also, what's Giratina O? Giratina A is not mentioned whatsoever. No, it's and not. And uh, that's unfortunate. Giratina is better for PvE. P- uh, so. <laughs> yeah, but Giratina A is better in PvP. Yes. Yes, it is. But you don't need as... Uh, well, at least in Ultra League, you don't need a crazy amount of candy or anything to max it out. Yeah. It's very yeah, obtainable. True. true. Well, they both use Giratina candy, right? So it doesn't really matter. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's, uh, <laughs> we want to talk about raids or we want to talk about tickets. Let's talk about the the raids real quick because I think it's it's a short conversation to, to have there. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so the remote raid pass limit is being doubled during the week. And then more notably, uh, it is being, uh, well, the limit is being done away with for the entire weekend. And, and this sentiment has resonated with the community in ways that you might find predictable, uh, people that were really affected by the remote raid pass, uh, price increase and limit introduction of a limit were up in arms about like, Oh, okay. So when when you want to cash in on an event, this is no problem. But when we want to play the way that we want to play, because you allowed us to play that way for so long and make communities around it, all of a sudden that's that's wrong, and we should adjust accordingly, right? Yeah. And uh, one one thing I really want to say is that I see a lot of horrible takes. Horrible I haven't seen takes. any, so I'm I'm glad. <laughs> I haven't seen any takes, though. Terrible, terrible takes on social media where people that are like, hey, this kind of sucks from a like optics perspective of like you say that raids need to be limited in order to encourage people to play together in person. And then on an event where people will be out and about doing stuff, those remote limits are removed and we should just be like, oh, thank you so much, Niantic, for it. Like, I understand that's that could be seen as a bit dramatic. But what I don't appreciate is seeing like responses to it that are like, oh, uh, Niantic, people say we want remote raid limits removed. Niantic says, says, sure. And then people say, oh, Niantic is so greedy. This vilifies and strawmans the actual argument at hand, mm-hmm. which is that the remote raid pass limit and the price increase. First of all, the price increase with this remote limit removal yes. makes that whole it, it's not going back to the way it was no. for a weekend. It's still twice as expensive to yeah, do it. It's right. Insane. It is. It's really expensive to do it. I mean, and that might be a limiting factor. Maybe that was part of their equation for sure. But again, optics wise, not so hot. What it what the big problem is, and people have with it, isn't that they're getting quote unquote what they want for a weekend and then they just want to complain about it. It's because it was such a big problem. We had to make this change. Our game isn't going to survive. We have to let these online communities that that flourished around a remote rating culture to die or suffer because of this in order to save the game in the long term. If that's true, then commit to that all the way through or come up with better reasons or more reasons than just the one that we seem that we can just sort of like shake off mm-hmm. when it appeals to us during an event. The 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 inability to commit to it 
and and the discipline to the new ideology of it that you're trying to convince players that they need to have uh makes me angry <laughs> it, like and i don't get mad about this game but i hate seeing people straw man an argument and people being vilified because they have passion and feelings about a game um is it true that playing in person is rewarding and you have fun for that yes does that make it so that if you don't play in person that's not rewarding and not fun and not memorable no both of those things are true and both of those things did exist and could have continued to exist the same way that they did but the online communities as a result around that have been kneecapped in a lot of ways um, I have to say these things here because I refuse to get into arguments on social media. <laughs> so anyway, Kyle, I'm yeah. sorry. I spoke for too long. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? I, I agree uh, with you completely in what you're presenting is the actual issue there. And I think the thing that stands out the most to me is th this benefits the community benefits in quotes, the community so much less when you do it around an event. So look, I did a hundred Rayquaza raids over GoFest weekend because there was no remote limit and I took every single request that I possibly could. And I also did as many in person as I could. So like that's like I was I was working. <laughs> <laughs> but the goal is everyone to be out and playing. That's what Niantic wants. That's what the expectation is. So why would you unlimit remote raid passes? It would make more sense to be unlimited the rest of the time. And when you had an event to limit them to make yeah. people go out and play. And nobody would like that. That would be even like a hundred times worse. But using the same logic that we've had going from the past, that's what they've described as wanting to happen. With no remote raid limits, somebody can sit at home, not play Sinnoh Tour, and do 100 Dialga raids. Which was apparently wrong with their argument about game economy. Why is that okay when it's tied to an event? And there are new raids coming out. The, the, yeah, the brand new raids. Too, right? like, with, with the special moves and everything that we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. It's not like it's Charizard and you, oh, who cares how many Charizards you do? I would agree. Do as many Charizards as you want. Limiting that seems not not ideal to me especially if your argument is game economy like you're saying yeah yeah i just it makes no like so strictly on paper removing limits is a positive there is no actual negative done to the community here by doing this except right. the message that surrounds it just want to just want to make that clear i'm not upset that they're removing the limit and oh my god i can do as many remote raids as i want how could they that's not what I'm upset. That's not right. what I'd be upset about. Right. I'm upset about the message about why they couldn't do it otherwise. Right. And then and then to do this after saying, oh, well, we have better reasons than you understand for increasing these limits. Just no, willy no, nilly it, being like, oh, here's an event with new stuff. Hey, you yeah, know, we just great. want you to spend more money. Yeah. That's, spend that's your money. Really it. And, and I feel like I would even feel this way if they returned the rate, if they made the raid passes. A fifty percent discount, remote rate passes a fifty percent discount for that weekend. I would still be upset about the messaging portion like that we've been mm -hmm. discussing. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, then you're even you're actually doubling down on messing up your message because you right. remove the limit and you reduce your cost again, which is just clearly I want you to spend money. Yeah, yeah. 
we've talked about monetary limits in the past and stuff like that. We've talked about accessibility and things like that. This this only serves whales, um, and yeah. uh, you know, and that was apparently a problem. So uh, why is it not now? Let, let me tell you, I don't feel good buying remote raid passes anymore. No, don't yeah. feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will not be like throwing out remote road. Jeez, oh, remote raid passes like crazy over that weekend. I'll do them mostly because it's I, I enjoy it and I'll be having fun talking with people while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But it won't be like Rayquaza. Well, with our plans, we'll have plenty of opportunity to do just in-person ones over and over and over again. Yeah, but like if it's like an hour, I'm not like I don't care about these Pokemon. I'll do yeah. I'll do a raid while we're driving somewhere else or something like that. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying that I won't participate either. I mean, we we both make a point of doing uh, as many of the events as we we can, whether we think they're good or bad, so we can talk about them intelligently and stuff like that. But we also have a a platform, <laughs> and that get, comes with a little bit of responsibility in order to cover all of the different sorts of messages and feelings that that are valid in this space. I just don't like seeing people get stepped on, man. Socially, that just yeah. Okay. Uh, let's okay. talk about what is the other thing to talk about here? It like is. It. Oh, the tickets. Oh, my gosh. We haven't even talked about the tickets, Kyle. <laughs> What's the last part to talk about? We save the best for last. True, true. All right. So well, two went first for tickets. the raids. Yeah, go so, ahead, please. <laughs> so my rate, I'm going to talk about the raids in a roundabout or the tickets in a roundabout way. What is this event? What is the road to Sinnoh? It is. Starter encounters. It is one day of each raid. It is an egg pool. And it is half hatch distance. Yes. Everything except half hatch distance is normal Pokemon Go. None of this is different. None of this is actually like exciting or enticing. It's what you have all the time when you play the game. That makes these tickets the standout only difference in the event to me. The only other one is that there is a raid hour every day. Okay. That's fair that, you know what, you know what? That's fair. That's, that's a standout comment on, on that. Then I mean, but it is, but I think it also like just to pay respect to what you were saying before, it's still only a day per legendary. Yeah. Uh, And there's the one free time research where you get the full legendaries. That's true. True. That's That's very cool. It, but, the event is so sparse otherwise that the tickets stand out as the event in my eyes. They're also the first thing on the blog post. They're the first thing on the blog post. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had to read the event twice to make sure that like you actually got something for free because yeah. the way this read, it didn't make sense to me. It sounded like it was a paid for event only. Mm-hmm. That said, the the value is just truly horrendous it's awful i i think it's the worst value they've given for tickets of enhancing your experience i think the the raid one if you if you intend on you know getting the two passes each day and rating and stuff is worth it monetarily but and this breaks my objectively yes compared to buying raid passes by itself it is worth it Um, But but it breaks my heart to admit that the hatch one is not the hats one is just, it's bad. It's like, pretty, it's, it's bad. Not, not all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my take. And the, the, the giving the candy is it's, it's almost laughable. 
it's it's almost laughable. <laughs> almost. Um, oh, oh, one one thing I did forget to get to mention with the hatch thing is that, and then these will be available on global. So this is not as big of a a big thing as it is, but it, there are encounters in the research itself for Pachirisu, Chattos, and Carnivine. Yeah, but okay. You, you'll get them. You'll get them during the event. But I do want to make sure that we mention those so people can judge accordingly. <laughs> There's also an Eevee fan mask. Did I mention that? Oh yeah, yeah the Eevee, Eevee fan, fan mask and the, the, fan the raids. Mask. And then Hatch has the Pikachu one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think the bigger thing here, besides just like judging if they have value or not, is that it's two five dollar tickets again. We've had like some uh, upwards of eight or nine paid tickets just this month. Yep. And uh, I think each of these will have its own timed research as well. Yeah. While the yes, it doesn't actually. Sp- yeah, yeah, they both have time research. Yeah. Did you hear about the thing with the um, with the Go Battle Week research, too? No, I did not. Okay, so originally there was paid timed research for the Go Battle Week event, Yeah. right? Yeah. Then some people in the first few time zones found that they were just getting it, whether or not they had a ticket. And then Niantic put out a tweet oh. that was, or a post or whatever, that was like, hey, just so you know, uh, the pay tickets no longer be available and everybody's just going to get that research for free. Okay. Now, people were kind of upset about it because some people bought the ticket or whatever. Yada, yada. I'm sure they're taken care of. Gosh, I hope so. Oh, no. um, but other people yeah. were just like, oh, now you have to give you something for free and you're upset. And th- again, straw man arguments that miss mm-hmm. the whole point. And mm-hmm. it's like it's because they messed up. <laughs> they fully intended to charge us for that research. They, yeah, they would not have. <laughs> They would not have dialed back and changed their stance if people had not expressed how upset they were. Right, right. So, you know, I don't count that as a win. I count that as kind of neutral. Like, okay, cool. That's a, that's, yeah, a, that's a good happenstance. It's like when you're neutral outcome. It's like when your college professor doesn't show up for the uh, your 8 a.m. And you're like, oh, I can go back to bed before my, my class at noon. This is nice. You know, like that wasn't intentional. It just happened to be beneficial to you. So, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I feel like we're being pretty negative, and I—I I mean, like, so it's like hard. That's a, that that's like positive for the players, but it's a neutral interaction with Niantic. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, jeez. Okay. I mean, good that it was free, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Did you finish it? No. No. Of course not. You had to do ten GBL matches. Use that's ten super. Not going to happen. That said, we're going. We didn't talk about. I didn't talk about my week at all. And it's one of my goals, but I caught a rank five Annihilate <gasps> for Great League. Ooh. And apparently Annihilate is like, like completely replaced Metacham and a lot of stuff. Finally. Yes. And I don't know how much that matters for rankings or versus how much it's how new it is. But I'm like, oh, well, I guess I love that. I music because I love Annihilate. That's awesome. I mean, I'm just happy to see. Well, first of all, Annihilate is sick. But yeah, I'm happy to see for for PVPers sake. That Metacham is uh, getting an option. Yeah, he's ranked <laughs> 16 in Great League. XL Metacham is ranked 21. That is sick. That's yeah. really cool. Right, so, <laughs> well, there's a good my, uh, annihilate. That's a good uh, positive message there. 
<laughs> but yeah, so this event looks looks kind of interesting, but maybe not for the right reasons. Um, the, the two tickets are are fine if you don't mind paying for them. But it, again, it it continues a, a, a seemingly negative pre- uh, precedent on just tickets for everything. Um, and yeah, now you're now you're in the know. Oh, make sure you get your Giratina avatar items because they're sick. If you want to yeah. buy them. So. Yep, and don't forget that the legendary plus the one mythical encounters for the timed research is timed. So yeah, don't sleep it. on it if you are interested in those for free. I wonder if that timed research will end Friday or Monday. Yeah, or Sunday, I should say. I would probably say it ends the when this road to Sinnoh ends. You think? I do. The tick. Okay, fair enough. The tickets are available until the end of the weekend, but they affect you're playing on the weekend so yeah yeah well, so there's see. there's that um i think the first time in a long time where uh we have probably finished the news segment like 70 percent critical and 30 percent positive uh I, I wish there i wish there was more positive about it i really do I'm, i mean and there are there are points for sure that are great i just yeah. <laughs> like i had to point it out so if you're at home listening like oh these guys never critically never think critically about this or criticize it here's your here's your example here you go we've got our quota (laughs) um but that's it for the news segment uh which means mr kyle if you wouldn't mind continuing to talk uh it's gear up so this week on gear up we're going to talk about what's the big deal with dialga and palkia we're going to continue that Sinnoh discussion First up's Dialga, Steel Dragon type. First off, it's a solid Dragon type. It is very competitive, and that's saying a lot because Dragon type is a very competitive field. There's a, there's a lot of very good dragons out there. But Dialga has something that makes it stand out from its competition, and that's the Steel type. Because Steel type resists Dragon. So that makes Dialga, I believe, the only dragon that is not weak to dragon yes so it's very good like it, the resistance itself makes it worth bringing depend depending on the raid boss that by itself gives it the edge although you know everyone's going to say dps is king that doesn't matter for like 99 percent of players i'm not going to bore you with the specific numbers because there's so many dragons to go over it's not worth it but it's a top 10 dragon type not counting megas and shadows so it's it's very good. The steel typing makes it very interesting and fun to bring. It's also the second best steel type in the game behind Meteor Mash Metagross. So nice. Again, very good. Nice. Very usable. Yeah. And Mega Aggron, am I right? No. Oh, okay. It's not even. I mean, yeah, probably actually just because. No, there's no, are, there's no way. Yeah. I, I think I think Mega Aggron probably is higher. I've already, I actually closed the page with the DPS calculations before we got to gear up. So I can't check, but (laughs) okay. uh, Anyways, we're going to move on to Palkia. This is going to be even shorter on paper. Palkia is better than Dialga. Just, it just has more DPS, slightly more attack top five dragon types overall, but Dialga's Dialga's typing really helps even the playing field when you're going to use both of them. Cause they're both have the exact same use case, obviously. And if, the dragon you're attacking has a dragon charge move. Dialga's gonna probably do better work than Palkia is. So it's something worth considering. And lastly, Palkia has no water fast move still. So no water 
no water type usage for Palkia. Uh, a couple of notes. Origin forms will not be better, at least for raiding and PvE. They have very slightly more bulk for the exact for slightly less attack, like very like single digits roughly. So very similar on paper. And we know nothing actually about their signature moves, but they will both be dragon type, so they will probably both just get better as a dragon type. And I don't think Palkia will compete with Rayquaza with its new move, but the new move could be busted. So there you go. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, well, once we once we find out the new moves, it'll be it'll be exciting. Probably more for Dialga than Palkia because Dialga or Palkia is already like solid, and Dialga has that steel typing that really makes it stand out. So even if Palkia had a water fast type move, the water DPS chart is so competitive. I think it would still be better off with a dragon typing uh, set, right? maybe that it's so easy to have like a Kyogre or a Swampert with Hydro Cannon to be competitive. I think if, if Palkia had good water moves, it would be competitive, but Hmm. I don't even think it, I don't think it can even learn good water moves, which is probably why it doesn't have them. Like it probably can't even learn water gun, for example. Whoops. Bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, there we go. Um, Cool. Dialgan Palkia. More more Sinnoh prep. <laughs> okay, cool. And that means that we're going to take a quick little break here. And when we come back, we're going to uh, be in the Poco Lore segment. See you there. All right, welcome back. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the newly announced Pokemon that's being added to the 12-kilometer egg pool this weekend for the Team Rocket event. <laughs> Varum, the single sill Pokemon, and Reva Varum, the multi sill Pokemon. Starting off with Varum. Varum is an inorganic metallic Pokemon said to be created when an unknown poison type Pokemon enters and possesses an unused <laughs> engine at a what? scrap processing factory. So that's really complicated. Now that first what? sentence in general implies that it's some sort of poison ghost Pokemon possessing something. Right? What? Very strange. Uh, maybe we'll Gengar, learn more. Is that you? Maybe we'll learn more. Who knows? Its front has a protrusion tipped with a sh- uh, a shape somewhat resembling a skull. This shape contains a hole that resembles a frowning mouth. <laughs> its two yellow eyes are located on the sides of its body, and on its top is a tall block extending towards the back with four black stripes decorating it. Its rear has a long exhaust pipe tipped with a purple stain. Varum attaches itself to rocks that resemble wheels. These rocks constitute Varum's diet, as it feeds on minerals from the rocks and converts them into energy. Rather than moving on the ground, Varum is able to levitate and fly around. Varum is used by Team Star as the real wheels of the Star Mobiles. Hasta la V-Star. <laughs> Next up is Reva Vroom. Reva Vroom is an inorganic Pokemon resembling a car engine. Its metallic body has an atypical arrangement with a singular yellow eye at the front and center. The front of Reva Vroom's body also has a few spikes to the left and right, along with a small hole resembling a frown located just below its eye. Although this hole does not function as its mouth, on Reva Vroom's sides are eight cylinders, each one tipped with a purple stain. The two longest cylinders reach out towards the back and flare out at the ends. These cylinders function as the Pokemon's exhaust. 
The remaining six cylinders sit on top of the two long cylinders with three on each one. Rutherbroom's large cylindrical mouth is located on top of its body and resembles air filters found on muscle car engines. This mouth has jagged serrations resembling teeth and contains a long tongue, which Rutherbroom uses to unleash toxic fluids. Like some people on Twitter. Uh, the top and bottom halves of the mouth do not connect with each other. Rev of Room typically attaches itself to rocks that resemble the wheels and the body of a wagon, which it uses as a means of locomotion. It can create gas by combining the minerals and the rocks with its poison. The gas is then detonated in its cylinders to generate energy for itself. This aggressive Pokemon uses the sound of its exhaust to threaten foes. Rev of Room typically levitates and flies around in the air instead of moving on the ground. Revivroom are capable of running machines when attached to them. This is evidenced by the Starmobiles, which are vehicles Ortega created from, or sorry, for Revivroom to run as an engine alongside a room. The Revivroom running the Starmobiles are larger than others of their species. Those things are so cool. Here's some stats. Max CP at 40 is 2951. At 50, you're looking at 3337, 2000 over elite. Uh, 190 stamina, 168 defense, a 229 attack. Pretty heavy on the attack there, which is nice. Best move set, as far as we know so far, right? Uh, poison jab with gunk shot and gyro ball. These moves might change, who knows? But uh, working knowledge in the community is that this is probably the best way to go. I mean, it's a poison steel type. So do with that what you will. Kyle, any love for Varum or Reva Varum? I like Varum. I don't okay. care as much for Revavroom. Why? Because it's hard to say. Well, first, yes. I, it's, I just, I don't know. It's an engine, but it's also a car, and it's just kind of weird. Yeah. For me, I don't know. I kind of wish it went more for the evolution. Like, I wish it went. Like, the Starmobile is, is a neat idea, and the fact that Revavroom is only, like... The, the centerpiece of it is kind of the the sticking point for me. Varum is fun, though. I think it, it's a fun idea. Yeah, plus they're funny. Flying around super fast. Yep. Great. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, there's that. That's Pokalore. Hope you learned something and hope you are lucky with your 12-kilometer egg hatches if you are participating in the chase as no. I am. God. <laughs> God, no. Speaking of participation, uh, it's time for Pokepole. Last week's question was, if you could add one customization to your in-game trainer avatar, what would it be and why? First response from Pepper is found, and they said, different haircuts. I thought I heard rumors that was a work in progress with a diverse range of hair models, but that was months ago. Would not be surprised if that was too hard for Niantic and they had to drop it. I feel bad for the people using the male model. How is that Dragon Ball Super Saiyan cut treating y'all? It's the only <laughs> option, basically. <laughs> Adult Gohan from the Boo Saga. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Next one's from Maxitron. They said, I would add a beard to mine because I have a beard and it's not snowy white. Amen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very, very commonly shared, I feel, opinion there. Oh, yeah. Next was from Triptando. They said, I think body types would be too difficult, really, unfortunately. Thinking about how many clothing options plus moving poses we got. It would be a massive impossible impossibility for Niantic to get that done right. 
The obvious and easy and correct answer is more character customization options indeed. So yeah, hairstyles and facial hair come to mind. But how about adding things like makeup, lipstick, earrings, piercings, etc. as well? People could feel more like themselves with those options enabled. And clothing-wise, I'd like to see more Pokemon-specific clothing. More trainers deserve the option to be able to dress up as their favorite Pokemon. At this point, I might be waiting forever for a Mudkip or Teddy Ursa onesie. Reminds me of a question I'd like to ask back. Chris, what Pokemon onesie would you like most? Sorry, Kyle. I don't have the same question for you since there's so much Gengar clothing already. <laughs> Tri- <laughs> Trip and I have already had back and forth about this. I still can't believe there is not a Mudkip something. Like, yeah. Well, more Mudkip something. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Mudkip's too popular it's for so that. Popular. Strange. Uh, probably, um, I'd, I'd really love like a Typhlosion, like, uh, well, I guess a onesie would be cool, but I would settle for like a, a Typhlosion, like head accessory where it just adds like a mane of flame around your, your character's neck. That'd be so cool. Only when your character is screaming though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess it could be a back and it could be like on your shoulders, like a, like a leather jacket flare, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Next response from Sarah Lauren. They said, my thinking in this is not so much the customization that is important, but making it more relevant to the play experience in some way, helping slash making more, making users more likely to click and interact with other players slash characters, like having a way to vote on who is the style savant in the raid waiting lobby, helping to increase inter-character interactions, or maybe something in the party play feature that allows you to try out new costumes. Especially with being able to see other avatars because of the party play feature. That's a fair that's a fair idea. Yeah. Yeah, way to tie that in. Didn't even think about that. Next response from Modders, and he said, Hello, gents and DeFiE250. As I may have mentioned a few times before, I'd love a beard, belly, and beer in hand, but not sure that that would fly. I'd settle for an import slash upload image option on a plain black or white t-shirt or <laughs> that way we can have a modicum of customization. Uploading our favorite sports teams, brands, podcasts, etc. Before you say it, copyright, meh. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. We'll stick it to that. Uh, quick update on the dad versus Myers XP challenge. I'm up 8.2 million experience. We're a couple of days into week three, but the gains are decent so far. To beat the year, I need to be hitting 2.8 million per week. Or 3.1 million per week to beat dad. Oh, my gosh. Loving your work as ever. Cheers. I can't (laughs) even imagine. It's when I when we were in New York and I played hard. I think I got. Like six or seven million experience over the course of the week from like Tuesday to Sunday. I can't imagine doing half of that. On a regular basis, I would be so yeah. burnt out. By the end of the year, too, right? By the or end of the year, they're going for five hundred million. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, you're right. I couldn't keep that up for that long. Maybe for like a month, I could do a that's challenge or something. Still but crazy, still. it's one hundred fifty million in a month. Respect. One hundred twenty million in a month. Respect. Sorry. All right. Last spots from Rotten Tanuki, and they said a few different preset faces to replace the current mannequin face. God, yeah, that's <laughs> that's totally fair. Uh, yep, those eyes like doll's eyes. When, when Pal World has more character customization than Pokemon does. Oh, jeez, yeah, 
Yeah, but that's kind of where the arguably that's where the creativity ends, right? <laughs> You're right. You're right. But that's okay. I mean, it's not even creative there. It's just more options. Oh yeah, it's they, just they still the stole co- from everywhere else. But who cares? It's just color palettes on models at that point in time. Which I mean, honestly, like we just diminished that. But then why is it so hard over yeah. here, right? It's like all it takes. Yeah. It's all it takes. It's a color yeah. palette and a color wheel on a on a model that wrote that the, changes. The point and, proves itself even when we're trying to champion it. Like, <laughs> all right. So for this week's Poke Poll, we have. With adventure effects like Spatial Rend and Roar of Time being added with Sinotour, what other adventure effects would you like to see in the future, and how would they work? I imagine we could get a slew of answers for this. I feel like people are going to be a lot more creative than I'm going to be, because I'm, I'm still trying to think of an answer right now, so <laughs> you, can, you can answer. But I'm, I'm expecting okay. our audience to have some more creative answers here. Do you, do you offhand know what Hoopa's signature move is? I don't know the name of it. I'm going to look it up really quick. I know I know the idea behind the Pokemon, but I don't know the name. Yeah. I really hope it's like hoops of something. It's Hyperspace Fury. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Or okay. in Japanese, it's Interdimensional Rush, apparently. It's a, dar- a damage-dealing dark-type move introduced on Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And it is the signature move of Hoopa Unbound. Anyway, so Hyperspace Fury and slash Orton Dimensional uh, Rush. That's where I'd like to see an adventure effect because we all have these Hoopas and nobody is using them for anything. So it'd be sweet to get more mileage out of that mythical. And the idea behind Hoopa is teleporting and stuff like that. So I think it'd be kind of cool on a cooldown to select uh, select a point that you can see on your map, like visibly, right? So uh, you would tap on that, and then once every, like, hour you can do this, you can tap on that, and it'll put your character there for, like, five minutes or until you cancel it or whatever, um, and then it'll take you back. You can't move your character. There's no joystick. There's none of that stuff that even remotely re- resembles anything you're not supposed to be doing. It's just putting you in one spot until you end it or up to five minutes, and this would help with uh, things that are in spots that are dangerous to get to. Um, or are across a body of water that you can't cross in time for a raid. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's a nest across the street from your work and you can't leave the building because it's too cold outside or something like that. Like, you see what I'm talking about? Applications here? Yeah. 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 That's, that's not a bad idea. I like that idea. Okay. I, so that this is hard to suggest because it's never actually like, confirmed i'd love to see adventure effects that change the biome you're in i want to see origin pulse make wherever you're playing water make it a beach or make it an ocean whatever they have it tagged as and i you know they that could be a way to make some other stuff interesting i don't i can't think of other moves that make like logical sense for it it'd be weird for precipice blades to make a place a desert but that's yeah that's that's what would be pretty that'd be pretty cool it'd be cool it'd be cool if Groudon and Kyogre got one that made it so that it was uh, sunny for you or raining for you yeah um, just like just actually change the in-game weather that yeah just for just for character. you for like you know a, a period of time you can extend it just like the other ones right uh, that see that's got value because you could do mm-hmm. that and then you can do a raid you want and get something that's weather boosted yeah, like there's value to something like that. Yep. Niantic, listen to us. Or it's a community day and your weather is wrong. You know, yeah. like, yeah. oh, I really want that Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, <laughs> okay. Dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's question, which is with adventure effects like spatial render roar of time being added with Sinotor, what other adventure effects would you like to see in the future and how would they work? Uh, you can answer that question when we post it on X. Um, if you're a patron of ours in our patron discord, we have a channel for it. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment. If you're listening to us on the Spotify mobile app, you can actually interact with us um, directly by answering the question there in like a little tab, I believe. Um, and uh, you can also leave us a voicemail by calling into 262-586-7717 or the old-fashioned way by sending us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Um, and we may, of course, read your response on the show. Uh, speaking of emails and uh, a few voicemails this week, Mr. Kyle, uh, using your personal adventure effect, where are we right now? It's time for emails. And like I said, a couple of voicemails. Uh, how many? How much candy, how much Kyle candy and Stardust does it take for me to extend uh, the email segment? And, and how, minute, how many minutes at a time do you think? <laughs> Hang on, are we extending the email segment or are we extending me saying the, the word email? Ooh, I, that, that's the value I want. I want to spend like 500,000 Stardust and 500 Kyle candy to get you just hold it for 30 minutes. Yeah, great. I feel like I feel like it's like twenty five candy and fifteen thousand dust for like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to think about the amount, but that that'd be the that'd be that like six seconds or something like that. <laughs> Start up your own business. Just just doing that for Stardust. That'd Player trading for Stardust. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you balance that. It would be awful. Don't do that. You don't. <laughs> uh, well, we've got a few voicemails here to start with. This first one is from Hero Ice. Hey, hey, Chris and Kyle, how you doing? It's Hero Ice Eighteen back after a very long time because I have been working from home so I haven't been in the car as much which means I haven't been up on my podcast as much but now I am one of the few that have transitioned from Google Podcasts to Spotify so now you may get my review finally (laughs) but I wanted to call and answer both the question of the week So, my thoughts on having levels 50 plus is I feel like it would be really cool if there was some sort of track system, kind of like what they do for special or timed research, where for, let's say, level 51, you could choose between having two times Stardust, two times Egg Distance, or some other thing, and that would be what you would get for that whole level. And then when you go to the next level, you lose that option you picked, and you get to pick another one. So if I picked the Stardust for 51, for 52, I wouldn't have that option again. I would have to pick eggs. I feel like that would be a neat way to kind of make each level feel just a little bit more special and a bit more personalized, too. I could see a lot of people saying, oh, for this level I picked this, or this is my experience with that. And I feel like that would be a fun thing. So, I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Shiny vibes all. I mean, that's that's a great idea, too. You know, and that talks about the, our big talking point that we had before, which is that it, it gives you some more agency. So, if you yeah. want to commit to a grind of a certain thing that you actually want to do, you can do that. Yeah, I agree. Agency is always good. So, anything that leans towards that, I think is a good idea. Yeah. Short and sweet. Great idea. Love it. Uh, this next voicemail is from Blind Zero Ed. Hello, Chris and Kyle. 
Blind Zero Ed here down in East Tennessee. Just leaving a message about this latest update. There seems to be at least one bug, I hope it's a bug, about fighting and doing the uh, battles on the grunts and stuff. There's no longer a sound effect for the time to swing your finger around on the screen and collect all that little stuff you get to make <laughs> your shot more powerful. I don't know what you call it, but at any rate, the sound is no longer there, and I have been stymied by this. I don't know how to beat it, and I hope it's just a flaw that will be updated quickly. And, again, could use some sound effects for shinies. And the the good part is, with the newest update for iOS, the names and the CPs of all the Pokemon are now available. I don't think that will last very long when they update it. It will probably change again. seems to do that regular basis. But, you know, I think it's a programming error, a little flaw in the system. And I certainly hope that they do fix it. On another item, I uh, didn't get but uh, eight or ten to finish a goal set for the get 50 throws or 60 excellent throws. I got 24 on one game and 42 on another, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't finish it. Anyway, still enjoy the game. Just can't do any of the grunts or anything like that because I can't tell when it's my turn to give the old one-two to the screen. But I hope everybody <laughs> has a good time. Been a bit chilly for walking and wet, too. Oh, so have man. a good one and enjoy the game. Uh, I I love the, the, the phrasing in this voicemail a lot. I like the idea of giving the old one-two to the screen because you kind of yeah. are, you know? It, uh, it just it, brings it, me back to when before we could swipe, we had to tap. Oh, my gosh. Breaking your phone so, hitting it so hard. I'll do figure eights and star patterns all day on my screen over that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, the the losing of the of the sound prompts in the grunts, um, as long as nothing on your phone settings wise has changed, definitely sounds like a bug. And that's a big problem um, if you rely on those sounds, uh, yeah. you know, and again, like you mentioned, um, Ed, we need the shiny one too like why not there's no reason not well, to because the pokemon company has decided to get rid of it apparently i guess i guess <laughs> not in, it's so. not in scarlet and violet so they're like use your eyes yeah i mean i'm okay with using my eyes but i also not like everybody using, is. i like using my ears and my eyes you yeah. know like i i'm a i'm an audio-based sort of person you know i i prefer using my ears if i can you know so yeah, I, I hope that that gets all sorted rather quickly, honestly, for you and just in general. Kyle and I don't really play with our sound on because there's no benefit for us uh, to have it on sometimes. And so it's likely just left off most of the time, except for Halloween. Turn it on for five yeah, minutes. Except for Halloween. Get that hit of dopamine and turn it back off. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you very much for the voicemail. Appreciate it. Um, and I hope that that bug is sorted out soon. That's a bummer. Um, our last voicemail is from Aaron. Hi, this is Kyle. My name is Aaron. I just wanted to call in and say thank you for a great podcast. It gets me on my way 
to work. I live in the D.C. area and traffic all the time. So a lot of times I will spend the entire commute listening to your podcast. Um, I also wanted to commiserate Kyle because I just got my wisdom teeth removed last week. Uh, two of four. And I need to get the bottom ones removed. My boyfriend actually removed my top wisdom teeth. Um, he did a great job. And then I got COVID. And it was awful. So this mm. is unrelated to Pokemon Go. I just wanted to let Kyle know that um, that was an unpleasant experience for me. I hope his experience is better. But, yeah, um, thank you so much for your podcast. Um, my boyfriend and I are very avid players of Pokemon Go, albeit we're not as dedicated as you two are. But I really enjoy listening to um, all of your tidbits, and I've learned a lot. And um, you guys have even actually helped Inspire me set goals for things outside of Pokemon Go too. I love that you set goals. Inside of Pokemon Go. Each week. I think this is great. All right. But if you guys have a great rest of your day, and shiny bye all. There was a follow up to that voicemail that I won't play. I'll summarize for you. Where Aaron called back and said, "I just left a voicemail. I should clarify. My boyfriend's a dentist." <laughs> I definitely, definitely was like, "Hang on." And then I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this kind of. I still I, feel I like there's got to be a conflict of interest here or something. I don't no, know. no, yeah, it was, it was like uh, my boyfriend's a, a dentist. Uh, nobody should get, uh, you know, medical treatment like that except from a licensed professional. So I just want to put that out there that Aaron did clear the air there. Um, uh, oh, and and Ed, I did. Uh, Ed also sent a follow up with uh, their trainer code, and I did send you an invite. I'll make sure I get that code to Kyle as well. Okay, cool. Uh, thank, so funny. thank you for commiserating <laughs> about the wisdom teeth. My uh, my top two got pulled. They weren't so bad. The bottom two, uh, they're pretty bad. But from what I've heard from other people, I I was on like the the middling scale of bad. So mm-hmm. they they did come out in basically one one piece. So that's that's the the win. There. Oh, nice. Oh, very very nice. It can it can get kind of messy. Yeah. Um, the only thing I remember from getting all of my wisdom teeth pulled out at the same time is that I went home and I watched Kung Fu Panda one uh, three times in a row. Oh, my God. I was really out of it, brother. <laughs> really out of it. <laughs> oh, geez. But thank you all for your your lovely voicemails. We love getting the voicemails. It's, it's awesome. Um, but we've got some emails as well. I'm going to throw this over to Mr. Kyle for our first one. First one's from Andy. He said, hi, everyone. It's Andy from Louisville, Kentucky. Trainer name, uh, Tusk. Great to meet all of you, Buttfish, in New York City. Go Fest. Wish I could have gotten to know you all better. So sorry for not being in touch more. I listen all the time. I'm very grateful for your work. I have many questions, but the thing that got me off my behind to write is the question, what Pokemon is your dog? I've been wondering this for a while, and I'm so glad that Fox, am I right? wrote in and got the ball rolling. So without further ado, our two dogs, Dingo, kind of beagle dog, beagle guy with something gentler and quieter mixed in, is a cross between Eevee and Lickitung. And number two, Astro, tree walking coonhound, if you know, you know, and we didn't when we got him, Uh is a cross between Snorlax and Houndoom and can mega evolve when sufficiently provoked, which doesn't (laughs) actually take much. Both are rescues, so we don't know why Astro Mega evolves, but it seems like he had some bad experiences with a garbage truck. 
I love to watch them play. It makes me wish I was a caster so I could have you all share in their battles. Though, to be honest, they're all pretty much the same way. <laughs> a description would maybe get into Pokemon fanfics such as their signature moves. And since you don't want to even mispronounce a Pokemon name, you probably can't read that on the air. But an abridged version is that Dingo builds up energy with Snarl and then spams the heck out of Astro with body slam. Love it. I love it. I can picture it now. <laughs> Astro stoically tanks these moves and builds energy with Yawn. He eventually can't take it anymore and wins the battle with Outrage, often repeated several times. I attached a couple pics showing Astro's fast attack and Dingo using Lick on me. Also note how Astro's eyes turn red before he mega evolves. <laughs> Thank you for all you do, Andy. <laughs> oh, I appreciate the description because that makes me happy. It's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, so, so Kyle, what what about your dog? Oh, I have. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I may have to get back and answer this next week because my girlfriend's gonna have a better answer than I will. Oh, sure, uh, sure. But she's very skittish, especially about going outside. So she's very scared about that especially around cars so mm -hmm. but very energetic for playing with toys yeah i like volpix comes to mind but again i'm sure uh I, you, I, you'll like, have a, better a little bit like yamper i think about yamper sure. playing with like the ball in the the pal park or whatever it was in uh galler that you could do yeah it. yeah you can throw the throw uh, the ball she's and definitely like that the but then she's got like she's got like an attitude she's got an attitude when <laughs> when she you she thinks you're taking her things away sure very protective yeah um okay cool well we'll look forward to a, a, a better okay, answer give you next give you week. actual pokemon comparisons uh hopefully next week Maybe sweet I'll, I'll write a reminder <laughs> Okay, well, I don't own a dog, but my sister owns a dog. My parents own a dog, so I guess I could talk about one of them. Um, let's go with my sister's. Now, nah, let's go with my parents' dog. He's his name is Riley. He's predominantly Pitbull, um, and he is I would probably say Houndour mixed with like, oh geez, it's so funny because Pitbulls give off like this. They could be scary energy, like when they're barking and stuff. But like when they're around their people, they're just like uh, gigantic stuffed animals and they just want to be touched and held and squeezed and stuff. So, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe like um, what's a good squeezable Pokemon? Apple? <laughs> no, never, never. No, no, it's too, it's too close to, to snubble. I don't want it. Uh, um, Munchlax. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with Munchlax. Yeah. Munchlax mixed with Houndour, for sure. Okay. Big okay. mouth, competitive eater. He's very picky about eating, actually, so Munchlax probably isn't as apt, but hey, whatever. That's fine. Good enough. Thank you very much, Andy. Our next email is from Kevin Red Bull, and they said, Hey, Chris and Kyle, Kevin Red Bull here. Hope you guys are doing well. I just best buddy my shadow shiny Dratini today, so I'm well. Um, as it turns out, I have something I needed to address from my previous email. I had a shadowed 98% Mewtwo that day, and I really wanted the Hundo to use for Mega Evolutions in the future. So I did what the obvious solution uh, seemed to be. I, I did not purify it. I continued to wait and do <laughs> Shadow Mewtwo raids until fate had finally blessed me. I was contemplating purifying the 98% I already had when I received a 14-14-14 Shadow Mewtwo as well. I purified that Mewtwo so fast 
and relished in my glory. That day I had two shiny shadow shiny Mewtwo, a 98% shadow tank, and a purified Hondo. I'm not as crazy as you guys thought I was. Not sorry for the much needed explanation, shiny vibes all, Kevin Red Bull. I will still stylistically disagree with you for yeah, purifying. Until you that. got six of them. Yeah. I, I'm be like, eh, but I mean, okay, look, if you if you already got like two shadow mewtwo's that are like you know okay like a 15 13 13 or something that you invested in and then you have a 98 percent okay if you if you've already sufficiently invested and you're not going to invest again i can understand the hundo the purified hundo you can i i can in select <laughs> circumstances i don't have enough information here 98 percent <laughs> shadow is 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 five short four short of enough <laughs> yeah yeah if it was a 13 13 13 i'd say go for it uh but 14 14 14 to me is still too close and 98 percent is right out so yeah that is that's one away oh my gosh yeah even if it's a 14 15 15 i still would be, feel uncomfy about that yeah um but you know to each their own i suppose so kevin up to you man <laughs> thank you for the email appreciate it our last response from Chowry, and they said, Hey, y'all, I know it's been a while, so let me go over a bit of stuff that's happened. Tornado's shiny arrow was irritating, and the compensation box was lackluster. Spent $10 and received 5 Still got the shiny, though. Nice. <laughs> Only did 12 Hisuian Typhlosion and got five shinies. My raid day luck is still crazy. That's, wow. That's crazy, yeah. That's better than mine. Yeah. Thunderous was much better than its green-winged brother as I got three shinies, one of them being on Porygon Day. Speaking of Porygon, was walking with a few friends when we found a back-to-back Hundo and Nundo. Holy cow. Nice. One got both shiny and decided that was all for the day. That it probably has to be the rarest occurrence to happen and go. A shiny Nundo and a shiny Hundo? My word. I back-to-back. would probably... Yeah, that's... Even that's... on a community day, it's... Go out on a high. Go out on a high. I stuck around and did a ludicrous amount of trades and got twin lucky hundo Christmas Stantlers. Okay. No. Overall for the trade session, got nine luckies out of 100 trades. That's that's pretty good odds. Evolved the new shiny Annihilate. Not going to max it or anything, but it's nice to have. Saving all Stardust for GoTour. Also hyped for GoTour, as I just hit Lucky with my 4th and 7th place remote Raiders in my community. I claimed rank 1. And we agreed to swap Shiny, Palkio, and Dialgo. Nice. <laughs> Good use of the terminology. Yep. Finally, to close out this lengthy email, I'm struggling along with level 44 requirement of battling 50 Go Rocket leaders. I have 30 radars stacked up, and I'm raiding for the 27th for the leader Mon Reshuffle. Dratini, Bellsprot, and Sableye weren't worth it to me. Mildly sorry for the long email and longer absence, Showery. You have such such self control because even if control is, is yeah, yeah, even if the Pokemon weren't uh, great in my opinion, I would just be interested in getting through the task. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What happens when they rotate and their rotation is even worse? Doesn't even have the Dratini <laughs> to chase. Could, could be, but even if they're worse, they would presumably be new. Uh, so maybe. there's some value, I guess, maybe. there. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Oh, geez. Good email. Thank you very much. Appreciate the update. Good to hear from you, Chari. 
Um, if you would like to send us an email, just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us in uh, a voicemail, you can call in to 262-586-7717, or you could send us a sound file. Um, that's what Heroice did this week. They went ahead and sent me a file in a DM and Discord, and that worked just fine. I will say for those, and this wasn't the case here, so I'm not like making an example or anything. Um, if you send me a file and it's like seven minutes, I might be like, let's cut this down or something. Um, we we like to keep to that two or three minute time limit that the voicemails yeah. when you call in um, kind of gives. It seems like a reasonable time. Uh, visit our website for all things GoCast at GoCastPodcast.com. Follow us on X at GoCastPodcast. If you'd like to help support the show for as little as a dollar a month, that gets you access to our patron Discord. That's via Patreon. Uh, and that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And I did this last week. So, Kyle, you're up. Uh, we Boy. have our Elite Trainer tier patrons. They're great. Shout out to Elite Trainers. Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arkham, Marvin, and Mimi Sports. They are Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Steven, Nick, our favorite listener, Drew Two, Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, Victoria, Sarah Lore. Thank you very much for helping us keep the digital lights on, amongst other things. Uh, and if monetary support's not in the cards for you, or you've done that, and you're like, I want to help out our, our, our guys even some more, our guys in DeFi even more. Uh, you can leave us a review. It just takes you a few minutes and it's free uh, wherever reviews are are acceptable and, and taken. Um, so there's that. Mr. Kyle, we got to set some goals. Yep. And then we're out of here for this week. So what are you planning on doing for this Team Go Rocket event this weekend? Uh, I want to evolve my rank five Annihilate. Nice. So going to do that. Continue my buddy progress I'm working on so I can get to that Typhlosion. Uh, I'm going to get a Shadow Kyogre. Probably two. I'll decide how bad uh, if I want to do a third one, depending on how bad the first two are, I think. Uh, yeah. Sure. And continue my gifting so we can uh, get the best friends with Sarah Amanda and a couple other people that are, are getting pretty close on my list as well. Nice. Nice. My list is pretty similar. Uh, I also did not evolve an Annihilate yet, so I need to take care of that. Um, I, I guess any. It doesn't really matter. I just want the, the dex entry. Uh, Shadow Kyogre. Just complete that whole research. One new slash event shiny. So uh, if it's not an event shiny, then it would have to be new. But if it's an event shiny of something I already have, I'm going to count it. Um, and then continue gifting because I don't want to fall too far behind uh, and slash or miss my opportunity to surpass Kyle <laughs> in gifting days uh, with Sarah, Amanda, and other folks. Um, and that's it. That's an episode, Kyle. We did it. We did. Wow. Wow. Um, and we'll see y'all next week uh, for episode 268. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. You're the best. Shiny vibes, all that good stuff. Kick Giovanni's butt this weekend. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.